Welcome to the Christ Community Worship Service. Our in-person church services begin every Sunday at 11.15 a.m. We are located at 1281 Sheridan Street in the city of Baldwin, Michigan. Now turn with me, please, to Ephesians chapter 5. Verses 15 through 20. While you're finding our scripture lesson for today, let me ask you this. How often should we praise the Lord? And for what should we offer praises? We celebrate and magnify the things that are going good. But what about when life goes badly? Like today, we are in the midst of record-breaking heat that has gripped our globe. And then on the other hand, over the past six weeks, hundreds of out-of-control wildfires has spread across Canada, causing mass evacuations and bad air quality down here in the States. I have often been asked by people that if we should feel grateful when our circumstances are difficult. My response has always been, yes, we should be grateful in the circumstance, but not necessarily for the circumstance. I mean, doesn't 1 Thessalonians 5.18 say, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you? But in preparing for today's message, I saw and studied something I had not seen before. And that is not only will a grateful attitude help, it is, it is essential. In fact, it is precisely under crisis conditions that we have the most to gain when we have a grateful perspective on life. In the face of demoralization, gratitude gives us the power to become energized. In the face of brokenness, gratitude has the power to heal. In the face of despair, Gratitude has the power to bring hope. In other words, gratitude can help us cope with hard times. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not suggesting that gratitude will come easily or naturally when we're in the middle of a crisis. It's easy to feel grateful for the good things but no one feels grateful that he or she has just lost a job or he or she has just found out that our health is declining or that we've lost our home. Too often our praise is based on our circumstances and how we feel about our circumstances. And so if things are good, we give God praise. But if things are bad, we're quiet. Or even worse, we complain, and some of y'all use cuss words. Come on now, say it now. 
Let's turn to our scripture as we stand. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Verse 15. So be very careful how you live. Do not live like people who aren't wise. Live like people who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. The days are evil. So don't be foolish. Instead, understand what the Lord wants. Don't fill yourself up with wine. Getting drunk will lead to wild living. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything. Give thanks to Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we pray right now that you would meet every need within the sound of my voice. Someone is desperate. Someone is at the end of their rope. Someone feels like giving up. Father, we pray that your spirit would caress their heart and mind even as we speak. Replace despair with joy. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would get in every word that has been prepared. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 20, always give thanks to God the Father for everything. Take your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, this is the paradox of praise. Take your other neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, this is the paradox of praise. Woo! Hallelujah! We've been praising God all morning long, haven't we? To be honest, I wasn't sure what I was going to preach today. And on Monday, I thought I figured it out, but I guess that message was for me. Yeah, because by Friday, the Holy Spirit was like, oh, no, no, no. So when Tam was leaving work on Thursday, she said, we singing about praise on Sunday. I said, well, I'll preach on praise. (laughs) And that's how we got here. Amen. So this morning, we want to talk about praise, but I want to talk about praise while you are suffering. Mm. My goal today is to encourage us to praise God even when times are bad. Too often our praise is motivated by our circumstances and how we feel about those circumstances. And so if things are good, we praise God. But if things are bad, we are quiet or even worse again, we complain. Or use cuss words. <laughs> One way to describe <laughs> we got some cussing saints. <laughs> One way to describe the Christian life is to say that it is made up of 
paradox. Paradox. What? What? What is a paradox? Paradox are things in our lives that don't make sense and don't, that don't fit together with the other things that are already in our lives. It, it just don't. This don't fit right here, right now. Not at all. And not only does it not fit, but it does not make sense. But as Christians. We have seen enough of God's power, wisdom, and love that we know and believe that the paradoxes of our lives really do fit together, even when we don't know how it's going to work out. The Lord does not want us to live in confusion and frustration. So the Bible gives us some light on the paradoxes of our lives. So let's bring our attention back to this paradox that we just read in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. This is a paradox if I've ever seen one. Let's look at it again. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of the time. Because the days are evil, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart, Always and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Now, when I was pondering this, I was gripped by the tension in these verses. Let me try to capture it for you. On the one hand, the text says, watch carefully how you live. That is, be alert, be vigilant. Apply wisdom to redeem the time because opportunities that are here now will not come again. Why? Because the days are evil. Opposition is great. Be wise as serpents, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Don't surrender your powers of judgment to alcohol. These words ring with a sense of urgency. Be vigilant. But then when you get to verses 18b through 20, it says, be filled with the Spirit and sing to one another. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and let your heart be filled with melody and let your songs be filled with thanksgiving for everything to your heavenly father. Verses 18 through 20 sounds like the evil days are over. Verses 18 through 20 sounds like um, um, like, like we're comfortable, like the trouble has passed, like the fires have been put out and the heat wave has finally passed, like the urgency and the tension and the vigilance and the conflict is finally gone. You know, I'm home and I'm comfortable. Mm. I can pay all my bills on the due date. Mm. I got plenty to eat and I got the remote in my hand and I know what I'm 
to watch on TV the rest of the evening. Yeah. Woo! Verses 8 through 18 through 20 sounds like making melody in our heart with thanksgiving because everything is going well, but in reality, yeah. the days are evil. Yeah. In reality, Thankful people really are at war, but yet thankful people are still thankful while they are in the war. Uh, thankful people are at war, but thankful people have the peace that passes all understanding while I'm in the middle of the war. Mm, it's a paradox, so... Let's look at this paradox here. Uh, we see that there is urgency. Verses 15 through 18a. Uh, there is urgency. And then in verses 18b through 20, there is praise. Uh, there is a paradox. There is a tension between evil days in verse 16 and the call to be thankful for everything in verse 20. Verse 16, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Verse 20, always and for everything, always giving thanks. Paul, who wrote this, is not naive about the world. Uh, he says the days are evil. Um, and in Galatians 1 and 4, he said that Christ gave himself for our sins to deliver us from this present evil age. The age is evil because God gives Satan so much leash that he can be called the God of this world. The age is evil because God allows so much pride and wickedness in the human heart to go unrestrained for now. The age is evil because so many natural catastrophes are bringing suffering and misery to this world. And both the good and the bad are suffering evil. But God taught Paul, and we preached about it on last week, uh, that the purpose of struggling with sin and suffering and the thorn in our flesh, uh, God told Paul that his power is made perfect in weakness uh, and that when he is weak, uh, he is strong and that his grace is sufficient. Uh, that's why Paul could say, I boast in my weakness because I know that his power will rest upon me because of his grace. So when Paul gets to verse 20 of Ephesians 5, Paul is not telling us to do more than God has given him the grace to do. And the Bible says, be thankful for everything. It does not say in everything like it does in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. But it says, be thankful for everything. Now, let us be very careful here. It does not say that you should start dancing 
hand around the coffin of your loved one. It is not saying that you should not cry when the doctor tells you you got cancer and six months to live. It does not say that there is no place for anger against the injustices in this world. But the Bible does say always be thankful for everything. Our perplexity here in Ephesians 5 is beyond our understanding on our mind and beyond our emotional ability to give thanks for everything. I need a clue. Ah, the clue is in verse 18b. But be filled with the spirit and if you trust him he will unfold it for you how your omnipotent and all wise father in heaven can even take the evils of this world and work them together for eternal good Hallelujah. So the paradox is thanking God for what we see as bad. And when we begin to learn the lesson, we will experience the truth and the depth and maybe even the unity of this paradox. The days are evil, but give thanks always. In all things, for all things, for God is wise, God is sovereign, and God is good. Really? The days are evil. Someone's child got sick and died. The days are evil. Uh, Someone is praying for a miracle because the doctor said there's nothing else we can do. He's good. Really? The days are evil. Somebody's grandkids are just messing up left and right. Every last one of them. Ah. The days are evil and I haven't paid my house note in six months and now the mortgage company won't even take a partial payment. Mm. The days are evil uh, when my closest confidence betrayed my trust. Uh, The days are evil and there's still a still small voice whispering in the back of my head. Will there be another global crisis? The days are evil, but God is still good. Paradox. Yeah, paradox. God is good. But this does not mean that what you suffered was not a massive loss. What you went through was a loss worthy of grieving uh, and you will grieve this loss until the day you die. Paradox. Is it possible to feel thankful for something so painful uh, while being overwhelmed uh, emotionally by the pain? Is it possible to be thankful? I gotta say it again. Ah, is it possible? 
to be thankful for something so painful that you are overwhelmed emotionally by the pain. I'm glad you ask. How can I feel thankful? Let's look at verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. (laughs) Verse 17 says, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So together these verses call us to use our minds in careful thought. And looking carefully. Know yourself. You so busy trying to know me and my business. Know yourself. It ain't much to know. Trust me. Know your enemy. Know your commander. Know the situation. Apply your mind to understand what the Lord's will is at this crucial time in your life. Redeem the time. Know your enemy. The days are evil. And Satan is even more active today because he knows his time is short. I know I'm right. Second Timothy three and one says in the last days, peerless times will come. It seems now there is a coalescing view among Christian leaders that we are heading toward the end of human history as we know it. And if that is true, we shouldn't be surprised that Satan has redoubled his efforts knowing that his time is short. Mm. Yeah, it's almost up, Sister Angela. Another reason our days are evil uh, and we must be aware of our enemy is Satan is active because society has rejected God and embraced evil in radical ways. Sin has always been with us and Satan has always been active. But in this 21st century, the world has openly rejected God and his word. And when you turn from God, the only thing left is to worship idols of your own making. Beloved, Satan doesn't fight fair. And why should he? Mm. He attacks us at our weakness. He attacks us at our vulnerability. He uses our circumstances to discourage us and tempt us to do things we swore we would never do. He hits us when we're alone. He hits us when we're in doubt. The day of evil will come. But then verse 19 says that we should be full of exaltation that expresses itself in praise. We should make melody to the Lord in our hearts. Our emotions, not just our minds, should be engaged. We should not merely scrutinize 
that God is in control. We should not just analyze the message of the Bible. We should be so swept up in song when we read about redemption. Uh, we shouldn't be content just to content just to formulate a theory about salvation. We should be filled with praise that we have been rescued from this evil age. I know, I know it's a paradox that creates a burden for us. It's a burden because these two states of mind, they don't fit together. <laughs> and yet both are crucial. Analysis and rigorous thought on the one hand are being on guard because the days are evil and exaltation and thanksgiving and praise on the other hand. But if our emotions are often cultivated at the expense of using our mind. We deny reality. Careful thought and study and right doctrine get swallowed up by unrealistic and ecstatic emotionalism. <laughs> Beloved, we must keep these two things balanced. The power of analysis and the pleasures of exaltation and praise. If you are all cerebral and no emotion, don't brag about it because it's a weakness, <laughs> not a strength. Strive to enlarge your heart's capacity for joy in God, lest your growth be stunted because the days are evil. And if you are all emotional and you never study an, uh, an analysis of facts, don't brag about it. It's a weakness, not a strength. Strive to nurture your mind's capacity for thinking and understanding of what God is doing. Beloved, don't give up your faith just because of the paradox. Because without it, without the paradox, praise is only surface, emotional, and superficial. And your intellectual pursuit is only lukewarm. We must hold these two tensions together. Face the paradox head on so that your heart may experience the deepest of praise from your heart like you've never known in this evil age. God is in control and God's truth will be revealed even in this evil age. Being thankful, yes, and being at peace, being vigilant and yet still being secure, being careful and yet still being carefree. Look carefully how you walk since the days are evil. Don't be foolish, apply your mind. That's the defense. Offense. Uh, redeem the time by giving thanks, singing and making melody to the Lord for everything. I want you to use your imagination for just a moment. If you can imagine that the church... You don't have to use your imagination. This is our reality. The church is surrounded uh, by uh, hostile forces. 
and Sister Tamala Warren James, uh, the minister of music, uh, is leading the church. We wasn't quite sure what to do or what to say, but she starts playing the church music uh, real loud. And the song said, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Even though I'm surrounded by hostile forces, uh, sing and make melody uh, in your heart uh, and let everything within you bless the Lord, oh my soul. Uh, Let your heart rejoice uh, and be glad uh, when you become a Christian, uh, a paradox uh, is born. Uh, The only way to be vigilant uh, and thankful uh, at the same time uh, is that when I'm surrounded uh, by hostile forces, uh, I know that the battle uh, is already won. Uh, I can't do nothing uh, but praise God for the victory. Uh, Don't stop praising him. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work out. Uh, I don't know when it's going to work out. Uh, But my praise uh, by the Holy Ghost uh, is the glue uh, that will hold everything together. Uh, Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, Don't get filled up with the things of this world. Uh, but be filled uh, with the Holy Ghost uh, and give God the praise uh, even in the midst of the conflict, uh, even in the midst of the attack. This is the work of the cross. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He who knew no sin became sin for us. Uh, There is no justice. Uh, This was injustice. Uh, There was no justice, only love. Uh, And while we give thanks, we give love. While we give thanks, we give forgiveness. While we give thanks, we love our enemies. Uh, It's a paradox. Uh, As we remember the cross. Giving thanks uh, in the midst of the problem is the cross that we will bear uh, because the purpose of God is bigger than my problem. The purpose of God will grow me through this experience. Uh, Yeah, one day I was 39. It was a long time ago. Uh, And now I'm almost 69. Uh, That was 30 years ago. Uh, But I have grown through the experience. (laughs) I have stood in the storm. I have come through the fire because I can trust God and I know that he's in control. And too many times he has brought me through what I could not get through on my own. And God gets all the glory because I know that it was not me, but it was all of God. Hallelujah. 
be thankful. Hallelujah. Give God the praise. For everything. Thank you. And to God be the glory. Hallelujah. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ, God gets the glory in his son, Jesus. Jesus became the son of man, the son of Mary, but he was also the son of God. He became fully human and remained fully God. That's the paradox. (laughs) that we worship and he is ready to receive us in the name of his darling son Jesus Christ simply by repenting of your sins and receiving him if you're ready to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior as we pray this prayer for our podcast and then we'll do it for our in-service audience Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I've done many things that don't please you. I've lived my life for myself only. I'm sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, please contact me at 231-349-1046 so I can pray with you and explain to you the first steps of salvation. God bless you. All right, Christ.